Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the false religious system as we pick up in Revelation chapter 17, verse 1. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. In chapter 17, we now have the specific judgment of God upon the false religious system that has damned the souls of so many men through deception. Jesus warned us to beware of false prophets who will come looking like sheep, but inwardly they're ravening wolves. And the false religious system which traps the souls of men. And its judgment is coming. Chapter 17 tells us of the judgment. Babylon is used in the scripture as a symbol of confusion because it was in Babylon where man in rebellion against the living God decided to build a tower whereby they could communicate with the universe. Ancient man was not as primitive and ignorant as we think him to be. They had tremendous means of communication, perhaps even superior to ours because there are indications that they had developed methods whereby they could communicate with other beings outside of the earth. It is interesting, Stonehenge in England, one of the communication centers, it was set up to match with the Zodiac. But all through North America, the Indians also had miniature stone hedges where there it was just a miniature of what was that large finding in England where they would sit in the middle and communicate with the spirits. And again, set exactly in alignment as is a stone hedge with the uh, zodiac. The large stones set on top of silicate. We know that to make a little receiver, what you do is take a crystal. And by just through the crystal, you can actually, have you ever had a crystal set where you tuned in and listened to the radio on a crystal set? When we were kids, we used to always be making crystal sets, and it was always exciting to hear the radio with a crystal and just moving the crystal a bit, get different stations. We know that, that, that there is that communicating power within the crystal. We also know that energy is produced by the compression of crystal or silicate. And thus, these large stones set upon crystal, compressing it, creating an energy force. The ability then to transmit and the ability to hear and to communicate. It is also thought that that could be the purpose of the great pyramids, which again are in alignment 
with the Zodiac. So in Babylon, they were going to build this tower to communicate with heaven. And because they had advanced and developed so in their science and in their capacities, God said, look what man is seeking to do now. If we don't stop him, he's going to be delving into areas where he has no business being. And God brought the confusion of tongues, and thus the word Babylon has become synonymous, the word babble, it's unintelligible sounds. He's babbling. What did he say? I don't know. He's babbling. And so the word Babylon has become synonymous with unintelligible sounds. And God brought the confusion of languages as suddenly they were not able to communicate with each other anymore. And this confusion that resulted as their whole language patterns were changed, they began to get into groups and migrate away from that area into their language groups. Now we find that languages are based in groupings, but in many languages there is really no relation in, in the languages at all as far as sounds are concerned. With many languages, there are sort of basic. Uh, you have your Romance languages where you have basic variations. You have languages that have been made up out of other language groups. But uh, God brought that confusion in Babylon, and thus it is always scripturally a symbol of a confused state. Now, there is a tremendously confused religious state as man has sought to take over and to establish a religious system for man. And I then study in the religious order and I become a religious man and I become a go-between because I am more righteous than you and I am more religious than you and I have a greater contact with God than you, I then become a priest and I help you to get to God. Not so in reality. In truth, I am not more righteous than you. I do not have an in with God that you don't have. In reality, God looks at all of us the same he doesn't look at one as more righteous or holy than another. He sees us all the same. He sees us all who believe in Christ. He sees us all in the righteousness of Christ because of our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And we are all equal in the eyes of God. And there is no ranking as far as God is concerned. We're one together in Christ Jesus. And he is the only mediator between God and man. Now, God can set up a perfect order. All you need is man to make confusion out of it. And God set up in the church a perfect order. But man confused it before the church was 20 years old, 
There were those who began to vie for authority and power and position and lording and ruling over others, though that was specifically prohibited by Jesus. He said, you're not to be as the Gentiles who love the Lord over one another. If you want to be chief, then learn to be the servant of all. And he rebuked the church of Pergamos because they had brought in a priest system, the priest over the laity, the Nicolaitans, ruling over the laity. And God said, Jesus said, I hate that. Why? Because he died to abolish it. He died to open the door so that every one of us can come to God freely through the grace that is now ours in and through Jesus Christ. So man brought confusion, and that has developed through the years as the organization and structure has become so great and powerful, began to rule over nations and kings. But God is going to bring it into special judgment, and that judgment is declared here in the 17th chapter of Revelation. There came one of the seven angels. Now, John just saw these seven angels as they poured out their plagues. One of them came to John, and as you remember, in the one plague, uh, sixth plague, Babylon was brought into judgment and so forth, and um, it was a fifth vial on the throne of the beast and the kingdom was full of darkness and so forth then uh, in the 19th verse in the seventh plague Babylon was brought into remembrance before God and judged so no doubt the seventh angel which specifically dealt with judgment on the city of Babylon came to Daniel to give him further explanation on the destruction of that religious system of man that ensnared man's souls. So there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and he talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, and I will show unto you the judgment of the great whore that sits on many waters." And spiritually, this would be a false religious system leading men to a trust in something other than Jesus Christ for their relationship with God, trusting in their works, their goodness, or something other than Jesus. In the Bible, in a spiritual sense, adultery is the worship of another God. And so God said the nation of Israel in the worshiping of Baal and Moam and Molech and so forth were committing adultery. They had gone out in their whoredoms. So false worship of God or the worship of other gods is spiritual harlotry. So the great whore that has led so many people into a false hope because they are not worshiping God in spirit and in truth according to the word of God. Sitting upon many waters or nations with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication. The inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. 
So he carried me away in the spirit to the wilderness, and I saw a woman who was sitting on a scarlet-colored beast, the scarlet-colored beast, of course, being the Antichrist. Full of names of blasphemy, the beast itself, having seven heads and ten horns. The description of the beast. Again, we go back to uh, Revelation chapter 12 and 13. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color. And she was decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. That's God's view of her. Mystery Babylon, why? Because she brought into the church many of the practices of the old Babylon religion that have been cursed of God. Time does not permit us to go in to the parallels that do exist in the practices that uh, take place in many of the churches today in those practices and those practices of ancient Babylon. Suffice it to say that in ancient Babylon there was the worship of Nimrod, also called Tammuz, and his mother Semiramis, also known as Ashtart. They were the mother and child. He supposedly was born by a virgin. She was supposedly a virgin, and he was born by virgin birth. He was worshipped by the people. He was a mighty hunter opposed to God, according to the scriptures. Called a mighty hunter before the Lord. Actually, the Hebrew is against the Lord. According to the stories while hunting, he was gored by a boar and died. And his body lay out there for three days and he resurrected. And thus the people began to celebrate his resurrection by coloring eggs and by the worship of the rabbit, which is, of course, known for its productivity. And they had a great celebration they called Ashtart in which they worshipped his coming to life with the colored eggs and all. And it was a celebration year by year known as Ashtart. From which, of course, we get our word Easter. And it is interesting that we have adopted the custom of coloring eggs. He was supposedly born on December 25th. His birthday was celebrated by decorating trees, bringing them into your house and decorating them with silver and gold. 
and different decorations because the tree and the evergreen tree, the symbol of life in the evergreen tree, and thus brought into the homes and, and decorated. Accompanied with a lot of parties, gift-giving, and drunken orgies. Now, of course, we don't have anything in the church that we can liken to that, but uh, <laughs> these things were all of Babylonian origin. The Madonna and child with a halo about them. That kind of art existed a thousand years before Jesus was born as they worshiped Semiramis, the mother, and her virgin-born son, Tammuz. Mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots. And so God identifies the woman who is sitting upon the beast. And the woman was drunken with the blood of the saints. Read Fox's Book of Martyrs. And with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered, not with great admiration, but with great wonderment. And the angel said unto me, Why did you thus marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carried her, which has the seven heads and the ten horns. I'll explain it to you, the Lord said. The beast that you saw was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit or out of the abuso in the Greek and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. Now here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are the seven mountains on which the woman sits. Or the city of Rome, the city of seven hills. There are seven kings, seven emperors that have reigned over the Roman Empire. Five are fallen or are already dead at the time that John is writing. One is and the other is not yet come. And when he comes, he will continue for a short space. And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth and is of the seven. So the beast is, according to this, one of the five previous Roman emperors prior to the writing of the book of Revelation by John. At the time that John was writing, he no longer was alive. He was in the Abuso. He ascends out of the Abuso. But the world will wonder at this man who once lived, was dead, and is now alive again. Of the seven of the major Roman emperors, and of course the one comes closest to fitting the description is none other than Caesar Nero, whose name numerically in Hebrew totals to 666. Caesar Nero was called by the early church the beast. That was the common name because he wrecked so much havoc among the church. 
quite apparent that he was possessed by demonic spirits. The things that he did could only be done by a mind perverted by Satan. The horrible atrocities that this man brought against the Christian church could only be done by a mind that was totally deranged by demonic forces. And so the beast that was and is not is, of the, is the eighth, he is of the seven, and he is heading towards perdition, Gehenna. Now the ten horns which you saw are ten kings which have not received a kingdom, but they receive power as kings. That is, they are not actual kings as such, but they receive the same kind of a power as a king for one hour with a beast. And they have one mind. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Revelation on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Revelation 17 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD, and our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord put His hand upon your life fill you with his spirit, and guide you with his counsels. May you be strengthened in your walk with him. May you begin to experience greater victories over those areas of the flesh that have dominated. And may you begin to experience more and more the power of God's spirit within your life, giving victory. May the Lord be with you, and may the Lord keep you in his love in Jesus name this program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa California have you ever thought about this simple phrase God loves you this just might be the most important truth you could ever grasp that God has called you into a loving relationship with himself unfortunately many of us have been brought up to think that we need to earn God's love in Chuck Smith's book why grace changes everything pastor Chuck imparts years of wisdom from his own experiences how he thought he had to work hard and deny his own desires for God to love him but when he unlocked the secret to God's grace this changed 
changed everything. Come alongside Pastor Chuck to discover an astonishing truth about your relationship with Jesus Christ, that it's not based upon your works, but based upon God's love for you. It's true. Grace changes everything. To find out more and to read a preview, visit thewordfortoday.org and click on the link to download Why Grace Changes Everything by Chuck Smith. Or if you would like to order this book in print, call The Word for Today at 800-272-9673. 